0: This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, footy heads and jumper washers, the tide has finally turned. The summer infernos that started in July are finally doused. Nature is back in its box. Once again, Australian football codes have weathered the storm and seen the nation through its darkest hour. Jesus, take me to the higher ground. Now, in a golden dawn, the 2020 football season brings new hope, new growth, and new heroes to our drought-blighted, flood-drenched land. Yes, it's time to bump. It's time to thump. It's time to dump and celebrate on the Australian Broadcasting Corporation. Pull them up, pull them on, and pat down for bludging on the blindside with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the leading light of long shots, HG Nilsson. Let a rip, HG. Yes, sir. Three much, Cedric
1: Sump, IO. That's the power and the passion of the sumped up. Camped in the bludging on the Blindside soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. Aussie Bludgers, welcome to bludging on the Blindside for the first Saturday of the rugby league season of 2020. A very warm welcome to footy heads, boot buffs, right-thinking patriots, God Talks to Me pilgrims, TP hoarders looking for another role, and mad football freaks, HG Nelson opening the Blindside gig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much water is barely enough. Did you have a crack? Did you get involved? It was a week, another week of massive, massive collects. The T20 last Sunday at the g Picked the score, paid. And then Thursday, Para V Dogs 8 2, a very nice drink. And I even snared the double on the captain's call. Both duds, but it's still paid. And bought it home yesterday at Kembla Classic at the Grange. 1880 plus on the one fourteen eight combo try. Now, Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and Have a go to get a go. And now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf, let's talk to a man who's been recycling and reusing toilet paper for the best part of four decades. His knowledge of softness and absorbency is without peer. He wipes both ways, folds and scrunches, and famously went for nine months on one occasion using just nine sheets of Coulton three-ply. He's that good. Sure, academics, politicians, know-it-all types jeered, but who's grinning now as the toilet paper crisis gripping this nation shows no sign of abating? This man knows when you flip the dial from vacant to engaged, you need to be confident the tools are ready for a big load, and his always are. If you want to get involved in this man's wiping revolution that is sweeping the world, go to sheet.com. the man who makes... Even the smallest room come together when he presses the dual flush is rampaging Roy Slaven? Roy, can we get the bludging on the blind side bunny in motion simply by asking, what highlights caught your restless eye this week,
2: dude? Yes, thank you very, very much, H. Uh, G. Nelson, and what a wonderful, wonderful week for what I describe as believers. Believers. Believers, H. G. Never Stop Believing. Uh the city of Bathurst. Um uh, in my view, a regional powerhouse, and has been for some time, is uh, to bid for the Formula One Grand Prix. Um, that is, they're adapting Mount Panorama. I've looked at the plans that are very, very exciting and involve part of the city as well. And it would become the what they describe as the motor racing capital of the Southern Hemisphere. Wow. Now, this is a terrific blow for, uh, well, for Melbourne, you'd have to say. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Bathurst. I know. Bathurst is a powerhouse. And and I would encourage people, if they haven't been over the Blue Mountains to have a look at Bathurst, to do so. Uh, A wonderful part. And some of the produce, you get, some some of the asparagus that's grown there, HG. Best in the world. 30 centimetre sausage on rolls. Yep.
1: Available at every bakehouse.
2: Got it. Now, uh, in other news, HG, John Millman uh, takes Australia to the Davis Cup finals. And what a feather feather in the cap this is. To uh, Captain Little Ayton Hewitt um, Captain Little Ayton oh, I know, he's, you know his cap is brimming with feathers But this has got to be one of the prime feathers To get Milman up and get us through Back into the finals again Not that I like the new format for the Davis Cup I think it's rubbish But even though it's rubbish I'm glad Australia's there uh, Now uh, have we seen the last of Chinese swimming sensations, Sun Yang? His pity, you know, he was such a larger-than-life figure. You know, I didn't mind the bloke. Um, I know from a careful distance he can, he could be, he could appear haughty and, you know, full of self-confidence, a little overly so, and certainly boosted by whatever he was putting in his system. But uh, I, I feel as if we've been robbed of... Uh, the best? Well, this terrific competition between himself and Matt Horton. Mm-hm. That's going to be right. I mean, should Japan go ahead, and I hope it does, that was going to be one of the highlights, and I feel denied this now uh, because the cheat is gone. Now, the, speaking of uh, cheats, HD, the sports rorts affair, just, just an observation, and I know we might be able to dwell on this a little bit later on. To try and get to the bottom of, of, of what shotgun Mackenzie had in mind and whether she was railroaded by the Prime Minister's Department, as it would seem. Right. Hopefully, Senate estimates will get to the bottom of this, and hopefully, uh, Senator Mackenzie will be able to provide information to the Senate that makes sense of it all because I'm baffled by it all, and I'm baffled in particular by the observation I would make that it seems to me that Rugby League is the big loser here. Mm. Rugby League got nothing. Nothing. And Rugby League is screaming out for a little bit of support Mm -hmm. in these days of crises. Now, um, speaking of crises, there are calls for a fundraising concert to assist the crisis, what I'm describing as a crisis, in rural rugby union. Uh, people don't think of Rural Rugby Union too much these days I know we've got a lot of other things to worry about But I can tell you it's struggling out there uh, Enormous problems for those uh, You know, I think of some of those great clubs in Young For example, the abbey has been around 50 years They're struggling to put a team together these days HG. And It's the same throughout rural and regional Australia Try and find yourself a good game of Rugby Union at the moment You can't right. It's not there The vine is dead we need some sort of concert to begin with, and I know uh, John Farnham's interested. Not that he knows much about rugby, he doesn't. No, not that he cares about rugby, he doesn't. But we can boost it, or we'll boost his interest in it, I'm sure, once uh, he learns of the plight of clubs like the uh, the Abbeys. Look, is this the right time of year for the Battle of the Chapel Hadley Cup? I mean, it was always a highlight of mine. The Chapel Hadley Cup between Australia and New Zealand is one day fixtures. Goes back so long, what, 30 years now we've been uh, celebrating this great event. It just seems to me we sh- it shouldn't be played in autumn. It seems to me that, that that cricket should have finished last Sunday night when our wonderful women's cricket team brought home the World Cup. Um, so this, this appears to be a sort of add-on that is of interest to no-one now. Mm. So... Whoever had in mind to kill the Chapel Hadley Cup, they've done it. They've won. It's all finished. Now, um, as I said, the Australian women's cricket team, they brought their A game to the World Cup final. What a terrific game. Well, it wasn't a great game, but we bashed them up. I think the Indians were a little intimidated by the size of the crowd, and you, uh, well, you'd expect that. but it's, it's made me realise, HG, that arguably now the most commercially valuable team in the country is the Australian women's cricket team, mm. by far. And, uh, you know, if I was a sponsor looking to put my badge, put my moniker, put my logo, brand it with a team, I'd be looking at the Australian women's cricket team, number one. Secondly, I'd be looking at the Matildas. And thirdly, I'd be looking at the Diamonds. Now, after that, there's a fair bit of daylight before you get to the Canterbury-Bankstown Rugby League Club, and we'll get to that a little bit later on. Now, just speaking of rugby league, just a couple of rugby league issues. I'm just wondering, HG, is the game getting too complicated? Is it getting too complicated for kids to follow? You know, captain's call, you know, where are we going to put the scrum? scrum, what with We can put the scrum anywhere we like now. You know, the 20-40, the 40-20, I, mean, I mean, where does this end? And why? The need to keep tinkering with a game that was nearly perfect. Mm. Mm. Now, is ten seconds too low or long enough for captains to make a challenge? I don't think it is. <sighs> now, uh, what I would say, though, the 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 wonderful thing to come out of rugby league this week, H.G., and that is that rugby league is such a sentimental old game that fairy tales can indeed come true. Um, the game is allowing the Morriston twins, oh, that's uh, Brett and Josh, story. to finish their careers together side by side as they began those careers side by side all those years ago. There won't be a dry eye on the planet, HG, when those two get back together again. And how proud must old Slippery feel? Hey, he's the chip. He's the tree from which the two apples fell. Rugby league, you've done it again.
0: Make of that what you will. Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to bludging on the blind side. Now, obviously the
1: elephant in the room begins with the collapse of sporting crowds being able to attend fixtures. This is something I would never thought I'd see happen, no. and yet it is partly becoming... An, uh, an actual fact of life from Monday uh, I think it, it requires some sobering thought here, I've, I've got to yeah. say this is the elephant in the room, can we come to the F1, now look at that, I believe the F1 could have gone ahead with no one in the stands, Yes. I don't think the crowd in the F1 contributes much to
2: the uh, room, it does at the conclusion HG, when the, the champagne is splashed about, it has to be sprayed over yeah. somebody, I agree, yeah. Yeah.
1: but then you come to, on the other hand, like the AFL and the MCG, yeah. and you get two of the gun Melbourne sides like Essendon playing Collingwood, if there's 80,000 people there, when the umpire blows the whistle, Mm. 40,000 think he's absolutely correct and 40,000 think he's hopelessly wrong. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What a roar. Yeah. But in rugby league, it's often very one-sided. Yeah. Uh, The crowd obviously adds something to it and the cutaway to stupid hats in the crowd is always a great bonus for uh, the television coverage. This is going to change the face of sport completely, isn't it, Roy? For the time
2: being, it will, HG, yeah, while, while we have this um, sort of Damocles hanging over us and hanging over sport. Um, although I would say that uh, rugby league has been a pioneer in this regard, in as much as very rarely do crowds turn up for rugby league. It's... Uh, been designed really as a television sport for a long time now yes that's true and uh, in days gone by if you saw for example a game uh, broadcast from uh, say Graham Park there'd be no one there uh, and you'd see just the different colored seats which gave the illusion of people people being there So uh, I think as uh, you know rugby league is well positioned I think to take advantage uh, of what's uh, of what's going on because uh, generally speaking uh, games don't have people. Don't have a public. No. You know, some of the bigger games do, or if you have, you know, a stadium opening or something like that, people are going to turn up. But generally speaking, for your home and away series, very few people there. So uh, people, when they look at their rugby league now, they're not going to see much of a difference. Now It's I mean... going to be just as good.
1: <laughs> now Coming to the F1, yeah. apart from the cancellation of the F1, you must be thrilled that Verstappen wasn't here for very long this time. Yes. Uh, I know you've had a...
2: Run of outs with the bloke Yes, I don't get on with the bloke No, you've Uh, never met him but No, I haven't and Nor do I want to meet him And uh, this always comes up, actually People always say to me bumping me in the streets And they say, uh, Roy, how's Max? And I say, who are you talking about? Max Verstappen I say, I don't want to know I don't want to know but people know that it's a red rag. I don't like the bloke. I don't, I don't like the way he drives. I don't like the attitude he brings. I don't like any... He doesn't value add. He doesn't add anything to the Formula One. And I've said to the people at Bathurst, should they get the Formula One back, make it of a Verstappen-free zone would be my observation. <laughs> That would be my request. What a lovely
1: idea. Of course, he's a very young driver still. He, he may be around driver, for another decade that. or two. Yeah. And, of course, he won the, uh, I think he was the youngest F1 driver to win a F1. If I, I might be wrong about that, well, but he, he certainly, right. he, he certainly uh, burst out of the blocks with yeah. big tickets on himself. And so I know right. you
0: don't like that.
2: No, I don't. I, I don't like that at all, HG. Um, you know, I'm all for Bathurst. And, you know, the people of the the the, the community of Bathurst, certainly the, uh, the council of Bathurst, the mayor, has approached me about being the an, face an ambassador, an ambassador for the bid, the uh Formula One bid for the, the city of Bathurst. And I'm prepared to wear that, I think, if we can agree to some sort of uh fiscal arrangement, shall we say, oh, yeah. HG Scotty Cam style. Well, I know Scott Cam has been you know getting a lot of flack for the work he's been doing for tradies, but remember two things he's got to feed his family, number one. And two, he, he's, it's taken 21 years for him to establish what I'd call the Scott Gamm product. And it's a pretty damn good product. And if people want to trade off that product, they're going to have to pay for it, mm-hmm. including the federal government. Now, I think he's getting, what, 350 375 It's a snip, really, a snip, given what they're getting. You know, when Scotty walks, Scott Cam walks in to a, st- a group of students and says, you know, kids, have you ever thought about a trade? They're all going to sit up and say, I want a trade, just like yours. I'd like to have a TV show just like yours as well. How do we get a TV show, Scotty? What can we do? Have I got to learn to be a carpenter? Have I got to be a welder, or a fitter and turner? What can I do to get my TV show? Because that's really what I want. And that's terrific because it offers incentive for kids. Now, I think the, 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 the government is getting terrific value for money for that. Terrific value for money. So... When I talked to the people at Bathurst, I said to them, well, look, Scott Cam, 375, 350, you want me to be the face of Formula One, given my feelings towards Max, have happen And I'd probably have
0: to deal with him a
2: little bit. It's
0: going to have to be worth a bit of a bomb. You're bludgeon on the blind side with the champs of the cutout pass. <laughs> Roy Slaven and HG Nelson. Uh, Roy, there
1: is some good news on the uh, on the problem of crowds. And uh, venues and so on. It's broken this morning, and I, we're thrilled to bring it uh, at, as part of the Bludging on the Blind Side news service that um, Bruce McAvaney, oh, yeah. the well respected Olympic champ yep. uh, in commentary, says uh, no Olympics has been out without some hiccup.
2: That's true.
1: He doesn't expect the coronavirus to come between him and the Tokyo Games. Good. He's part of the seven commentary uh, cover his 11th Olympics. That's a hell of a stint, isn't it? 44
2: 40 years. years. 11th
1: Olympics. Every Olympics that I've been to, there's been major issues. In Rio, it was the Zika virus. I'd forgotten all about that. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's obviously setting off with a great team from seven to cover it. I'm just wondering if uh, he'll be there by himself, though, with no one in the stands, should it go ahead? Yeah. I mean, would it be possible to run the Olympics like that without crowds, without do you crowds. think? Without
2: yeah. yeah. Well, some of them says she as We've discovered even in Sydney. Some of Hard like hardly it. anyone else there. You yeah. know. Oh, often you'd see the Greco-Roman... And, uh, you know, maybe two or three people there who were rusted on fans. Um, And it didn't rob it as a spectacle at all. It still made for compelling, compelling televisual viewing, of course. Yes. And uh, and that's the interesting thing. And the other thing I would say, HG, is that uh, Bruce can create an atmosphere. I think Bruce will compensate for there being an absence of crowd and fill that space himself. And that's, I think, the, the the great skill he brings. Now, uh, the, the the team he's taking with him, I'm not so sure whether they'll have that, uh, uh, that Bruce that magic particular skill. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I think Bruce will do most of it. He's certain to do the swimming and athletics. I yeah. mean, he loves his athletics. Uh, you yeah. won't get him out of the stand when the athletics is there. Yeah. Can I ask, do you think he's qualified to make these sort of statements? I know he's an expert commentator, but this is a public health issue. This is a requires medical. Yeah. you know, referencing yes. and stuff like this. But yeah. Bruce, I didn't know he was
2: able to work in that space. No, I no, I, I, I did. but he must know something that we don't. Yes. That's all I can assume from those comments, HG. If he's enormously convinced and certain that the uh, Japan Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics is going to go ahead, then he's well ahead of the curve uh, because I've heard no, that is news. That's total news to me. And I was just worried about, uh, you know, maybe – uh, where Dick Pound
1: sits in this and whether yeah. Dick Pound needs to, I know he's uh, got his hands full with the various drug and you know, Chinese, Russian, etc. I'm not sure where Russia's going, but maybe they need to get somebody on the front foot who knows about medicine to yeah. come out and support Bruce. Say, yes, Bruce McEvaney is absolutely right. Even if no one's there, Bruce will be there calling sure, the 100
2: metres. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, you, you mean a sort of medical point person?
1: Well, you see, uh, yes, yes, very good. Because let's yeah. face it, the Olympics is full of medicine. Yeah. Uh, it's a medical event, really, yes, it is. trying to get people up
2: yes, for events
1: is. to yeah. peak at the right time, tapering. I mean, it's a science; it's an yeah. absolute science, and uh, people probably do degrees in it. Medical science connected with the Olympics. Sure. Uh, sure, sure never sure, mind sure. the public health issue mm. with COVID nineteen.
2: Yeah. Well, well, well. Actually, I, I, I don't know. There are lots of hairs running here with this Canara uh, virus. I'd have to say. Um, I look to the United States, and they're doing a pretty good job, um, and they. You know, they don't appear to need testing for a start. Now, that that surprised me and it's made me feel a lot more sanguine and relaxed about the whole business, really. If we don't really need testing, then what's it matter? Uh, you know, people you know, putting on funny suits and this sort of stuff. Waste of time, it would seem, if, uh, as uh, uh, the president has pointed out that they're doing everything perfectly and they're doing things better than anyone else has ever been able to do in this space then you've got to say that probably doing nothing is the best thing in this instance. And maybe that's the information Bruce is getting uh, that uh, gives him this confidence that, uh, that Japan is going to go ahead. I, I certainly hope he's right. I, I certainly hope, uh, as the President's pointed out, that miraculously this thing's just going to disappear.
1: Now, look, can I just come to the big load of professional sports? NRL relies heavily on fees from its broadcasters who pay in monthly installments under a five-year, $1.7 billion television deal with Fox Sports and nine. Now, the boss of Rugby League, Volandi, said the outlook was, he quotes, sick. 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 I'm not talking about sick as in fully sick. I'm talking about sick as in ill for the code if matches were being, uh, began to be abandoned. What uh, we need to do is, at the very minimum, we want to be able to play the games because without playing the game, we're in trouble. Fair enough. That's where we're going to need assistance from the government because the game has to stay financially viable. All of a sudden, you're looking at a Uh. trillion-dollar support system yeah. for sport yeah. just to weather the problems of not being able to play, never mind being able to play in front of it non-crowd. Yeah. If drift. There's two things here. Can it be played at all? And if so, can it go ahead without the crowd? It Obviously, if it goes ahead without the crowd, it gets some television income. Yeah, right. Now, the whole game's future will depend on its viability. If, if we can't play, it has severe confidence consequences uh, worse than the dire consequences we're in now. How would we stay viable? That's what, anyway, it goes on like that. Now, Mm. can we come to an idea that you've had for many, many years, and that's a lottery Mm. based on taxpayers buying tickets Mm. for $10 every week out of their tax?
2: Look, it is, I think, a very simple idea, HG. And, you know, often uh, when I walk past the Opera House, well, it's not often I do that, but if I do, I think, you know, that was... Lotteries built that. Uh, lotteries built that. You know, it started off as going to cost, you know, about 8 million, and end up costing about, I don't know, 8 billion. Still, it's a fabulous, and, and the, the people of Australia really supported it through the lotteries. Now, it seemed to me that if we garnished everybody's wages, HG, just, just uh, $10 a week, and uh, we do have the raffle uh, that is announced at the end of each week with a prize of $2,000 and the guarantee that uh, the winners face will be on let's say the Sydney Morning Herald let's say yes a, other the prominent Canberra Times yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, Bathurst or all, all of those read yeah it, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah as a winner and congratulations and you get the $2000 then i at the moment i think we have a what what about 5 million uh, taxpayers? Taxpayers. Well,
1: this generates a fair bit of income. That's $5 million. And that's, are you seeing that?
2: That's $50 million coming in a week. Supporting for sport, sport. Yes, out of which we're paying out $2,000. Now, that strikes me as win-win. Win-win, HG.
1: And have you had any resistance to this idea at levels
2: of government? They, you know, People, you know, yes. know-it-alls, politicians, academic types, saying the public won't stand for it? Look, I don't, look. the only person that's shown enthusiasm for it is Senator Eric Betts. Uh, who said to me just quietly the other day that he thought it was an ast- astonishing idea and one that he was uh, willing to take to Cabinet if he was in Cabinet, but he's not at the moment. So uh, there's nothing much... Look, Bridget Mackenzie was very keen on the idea. Yes. Sadly, she's not in Cabinet anymore. Yes. Uh, Tony Abbott was very keen on the idea. Sadly, he's not even in Parliament anymore. Uh, so, so I do have some support, HG, but it's sort of out in the... Perimeter, if you yeah, so to speak.
0: This is rugby league. It's Tina, Sticky, Gus, Rabs, and a bludge on the blindside with the probing pivots, Roy Slaven and H.G. Nilsson.
1: Now, uh, Roy, um, this uh, concerning the Dally M's and the Coach of the Year and the uh, supposed rigging and rorting of the uh, betting on that uh, has got me thinking rugby league, obviously, heartland, but...
2: Yeah. I was very shocked by this story. I didn't believe it at first.
1: No. Now, the New South Wales Police are investigating yeah. whether a punter who knew Craig Bellamy had been voted Dally M Coach of the Year, days before it was announced, used that information to pull off a betting sting. Now, uh, the City Morning Herald revealed the NRL Integrity Unit has referred the complaints from bookmakers about suspect wagering on the award to the police and law enforcement uh, has established a strike force yeah. to probe the incident. Now, a strike uh, force. A strike force. Uh, the State Crime Commi- Command's Organised Crime Squad yeah. have established strike force. Mirabelle, to investigate the matter. Is this Uh, Federal Police she, or is it State Police? State Police, Police, New South Wales Police, uh, as investigations are ongoing. Now, let's have a look here. The Dally M Awards are a popular betting medium for many bookmakers and markets uh, on this year's winner opened well before the Eels v. Bulldogs season opener, obviously, Thursday night. Uh, uh, James Tedesco, who won last year's award, has been installed as favourite to go back to back. Has he really? You know, so that's a – somebody's confident there. Now –
2: What sort of odds can you get on to Disco? Tonight, I don't actually? know. The,
1: the, Maybe four to one. Four to one, okay. Something Oops. like that. Oops. That's just a guess. Somebody Oops. will know. Yep. Uh, persons with knowledge of the Dally M winners before the rugby league's night of nights are forced to sign an agreement about keeping the information confidential or face criminal prosecution. Now, that's where the weakness of the system is. Surely, surely they should make the decision on the day. Yep. Now, we get an idea of the lineup. Now, <clears throat> obviously, uh, Craig Bellamy coaches the Melbourne Storm, yes. also in the running, Canberra's Ricky Stewart. Now, the Rugby League hate Ricky Stewart. They were never going to give the Dallium. That's a fact. Dallium Coach of the Year to Ricky Stewart. They never will.
2: Is that why he was 1,000 to 1?
1: And remember, of course, he took the uh, Canberra Raiders from outside the eight, I think, to the in final in the grand final.
2: In the grand final, yeah.
1: And there's controversy about the grand final. Yes, Trump's they were ripped on, off.
2: Ripped for off. Different now, reasons. Yes.
1: Then we had Manly's Des Hasler as well. Oh yes. Des, they don't like Des. They don't
2: like Des. Nobody likes Dez.
1: And so I also think Des might have won it before. Yeah, I, I think could Des be wrong has. about that. Yeah. And then we had Brad Arthur, Parramatta's Brad Arthur. Oh yeah. Who did very well. He got the team from right down the bottom, right yes. up to just outside the top four, I think, at the end. He did. Uh, sad. Uh, series of finals where they won by huge amounts and lost by huge amounts in following weeks. But that's rugby league. Yes. Um, which was, it was already a controversial award um, when the NRL, this is Craig Bellamy, NRL's official Twitter account accidentally promoted the result about 20 minutes before Bellamy stepped on stage. So there wasn't room Ooh. enough. Well, there might have been room enough for sharp-eyed people to take advantage of that information. Could you get Jen- a bet on right until the last minute, HG? Oh, I hope so. No, mm. I think the betting finished some time beforehand. Oh, okay. But you've had a sniff about this. Where, where are you thinking this is going, and do you think there are people who are going to end up in, say… In jail? Well, jail, maybe. It's yeah. criminal offence. Well,
2: well, there are questions I want to ask HG. Yeah, sure. You know, I understand. I, look, I, how many people – I mean, it must only be a handful – of people were priv- I mean, the police will be asking these sorts of questions, we'd have to imagine. Star- Strike Force Mirabella, was it? Mm. Uh, now, how many people were privy to the information that Bellamy had won, and how long before the event did they know? There are two questions that need to be answered. Now, it would only be a handful of people, wouldn't it? Those that count the.
1: The votes. Indeed. And you've worked with bookmakers a lot. Do you assume that they saw a big spike in Bellamy, say, three days out before the event, before the Dally M's were awarded, and they thought, hello, what's going on here? Maybe. I mean, they're they're bright people who work on those accounts.
2: Yes, they are. You know, fairly, because they've got a lot of money at stake there. Sure, 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 sure. And, I mean, was it unexpected that Bellamy, I mean, could you get terrific odds on it, was it a bit like Sticky Stewart? Was it 4,000 to one? Yeah, good question. and no, I'm not the person See, who'd I, be able to that. I, I don't know that. what the odds would be like. I mean, I, I mean,
1: can I say that's, from my point of view, yes. it's a fairly stupid bet, but yeah. uh, that's, uh, you know, 4,000 to one. If you knew Stick was going to win, that's a sensible bet. Yeah, so if you knew Craig was winning, even if it was two to one on, yeah. you'd think, well, hello, I'm
2: in. I'm in. Yeah, I can put yeah, the you house
1: will. on it with confidence.
2: Yeah. And uh, would the police be asking how many people put money on? You know, there'd have to be a clear chain of events here. Suddenly there's a spike in people putting money on Bellamy, you know, within 48 hours of the announcement, and this coincides with the envelopes going out to the various people who are now in the know, in possession of that information. I mean... I know, but... It's a bad look for Rugby League. It is a very bad look. It's a bad look for... The Dally M's. The Dally M's, yeah. It's a bad look for the betting industry. Yeah. Because in a, a lot of people, you know, are suspicious about the betting industry. I know.
1: <laughs> Look, I've got to say, so I'm not sure where this is going to end. Remember in yeah. the past there's been some... Incredible results, which have been probed, yeah. probed by the police, yes. and they seem to have come up with nothing. Yeah. Was I'm writing? Think it was South v Manly was a yeah. match a while ago that yes. caused some talk. Sure. I remember the Roosters once uh, got involved in one of these things as well, yes. uh, where it was a suspicious end and people were yeah. jubilant yeah. in a way that they'd won the grand final when they only, only they'd won the last match of the year.
2: Yeah, things like that. Usually, these. these things expose themselves, HG, when you know players are betting on the team they're playing against winning, uh, when, when that happens, you know, red flags go off in my mind, and I'm sure, you know, red flags go off in the minds of those who monitor these sorts of things. Uh, was there any suggestion that uh, Coach Bellamy put a lot of money on himself?
0: How to build a healthy community? Form a club. Build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is is bludging on the blind side on ABC Radio.
1: Now, Roy, uh, just a quick one here concerning sponsors. Uh, the Bulldogs, Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs, they, yeah. uh, I thought it was a pretty good match the other night. I was interested in you, before we come to a, an analysis of where they might go with sponsorship, mm. I, I was interested in your response to the captain's call. Yeah. Uh, is I think you said in your opening comments, is 10, 10 seconds long enough? How long do you think it should be? I mean, I've spoken to you off air about maybe pushing it out to three minutes yeah. because I think people want to get a bet on, yeah. they want to know if the captain's calls yay or nay, yeah. they certainly frame a market odds. Uh. The thing that struck me about both captain's call from the Parramatta and the Canterbury Bankstown, mm. players don't know the rules. No, they don't. They don't know the rules. They don't have a slim grasp of the rules, in fact, that. especially yeah. when it comes to knock on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh
1: I'm yeah. just wondering how you saw it all and whether you think that coaches themselves... Well it made me very sad. Yeah.
2: Now I, I, I'm interested to notice, H. G, that uh the great uh, Jared Hain has weighed in in this matter. Uh and uh Jared feels that uh, the uh the the decision should be to, to challenge should be made by the coach because the coach often does know the rules and has a, an overview of the game that's denied the captain the captain can't really see everything that's going on and the other thing that has occurred to me HG is that it can affect the the well-being of a team the team yeah, uh... see you get you get a player a big forward goes into it you know he's tackled the ball's knocked out of his hand his instinct is always going to be I never dropped it wasn't me. Right. Was knocked out. I never dropped it. I, I never dropped it. When clearly they have. They they deny right. reality often. is <laughs> because they don't want to look as if they're stupid in front of their peers. Yeah. So then the captain thinks, oh, well, if I don't support him, yeah, I, I'm going to make an enemy here. Yeah. So I've got to support this bloke who probably did drop the ball and say, oh, we're going to challenge this just to, you know, assuage his anger. Yeah. And then, oh, we look at the video, oh, he did drop the ball. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I did. You move on. And so it's a waste of time. What? But had the captain said, oh, shut up, bullfed, you did drop it, let's get on with it, uh, then you've got an enemy in the team and a captain can't afford that.
1: Now, in the – See,
2: see it's, it's going to undermine the culture within a club.
1: Oh, no. So all I mean, this... rugby league
2: mm. is stabbing itself in, in its own heart. Mm. This mm. is self-destructive. Mm. And I don't know where this is coming. Is this coming from Verlanders? Is this coming from Greenberg? Where is this coming from? Who Why wanted did it? Did it? Whose idea was it? Who said, oh, well, well, what a great idea. Let's get a captain's call here so we can under- undermine team culture because that's what Roby League needs. Can I
1: ask, is it just something for punters to get involved with? Because the, you and I love the bunker, the whole transfer of power away from the field to other people. I, I mean, maybe each club needs a specialist group of people who understand television, yeah. know what they're looking at when they see pictures. Yeah. But I've got to say that Hoppawide, uh Canterbury-Bankstown appeal the other night for Captain Call, yeah. I just thought that was inept. It was. Because, the, you know, I take your point yeah. entirely. He doesn't want to look a goose, yeah. dropped the ball, knocked it on, yeah. wants to think, oh, no, I couldn't have possibly done yeah, that. No, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. yeah, Beyond
2: me. Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. let's go for it. But it's just nonsense, really, isn't it? It, it, it?
2: it is. And it puts too much pressure on it. But what it does do is, uh, is uh, boost the role of the vice captain, doesn't it, HG? Mm. Because your captain immediately got to look to someone who you trust. You trust your vicey. And so your vice is going to look over and say, well, maybe thumbs up, thumbs down. You've only got 10 seconds, you know. But as you say, if you had three minutes, if that whole team could get together and say to the bullhead who dropped the ball. Yeah, listen, buddy. Listen, buddy. Be honest with us. Did you really drop the ball? Is it possible that you dropped the ball? Oh, yeah, maybe I did.
0: You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping and you need a big stink from Roy and HG.
1: Yes, Roy, now coming to this good news for the Canterbury down Bulldogs. They've had a bit of a bad week and they lost on Thursday night. I didn't know what to make in the match, really. It just seemed to be a... Powerhouse of defence in a rather silly manner, yeah. and of course the captain's call. Well, there was but no
2: attack, was there? No attack. That's yeah, yeah. right. No attack. Yeah. No, no attack. one took charge. No. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, Sydney Tools. I don't know much about Sydney Tools. Have come to They're the terrific uh, shirt sponsorship for the Canterbury Banksdown Bulldogs. Now well, that's a tight fit, isn't well, it? It is. Sydney Tools. Tools written all over the front of the bulldog shirt. Didn't they lose
2: a sponsor earlier in the week?
1: H. They lost a sponsor some time ago, and then lost another sponsor this week. Yeah. Uh, I think they've had trouble hanging on to sponsors, but Sydney Tools has stepped in
2: yes. and
1: plugged the gap. Right, and uh, you know, Sydney Tools has got an odd ring to it too, yeah. hasn't it?
2: As in, look, you know, I think they had a family restaurant that was uh, sponsoring them, and I think I, I went to the launch of the new Guernseys, and it looked horrific with the name, you know, very prominent on the front of the Guernsey. And then I think there might have been an incident uh, on the North Coast. That uh, undermined the values of the fam- family restaurant and the family club, who thought it was a little untoward for some of the players to spend time in their rooms at night with.
1: Schools, People from the town.
2: With, well, well schoolgirls. It's not a good look for a family club. Nothing illegal, just not a good look. And so that sponsorship was gone. And I was a bit worried about. Uh, the Canterbury Bulldogs, how they were going to survive this year. But as you say, out of the blue comes a perfect fit. Sydney Tools. Because let's face it, the blokes were Tools, weren't they?
0: Rugby League, it's boots on and boots in. With the kick to come from Roy and HG on the blind side.
1: Now, <clears throat> great match last night. Obviously, I think they opened the new stadium with it. Uh, what a great stadium it looks, it, no, it's doesn't it? Actually, this is Townsville. Townsville, just incredible. Incredible. The, the um the Broncos v the, the um, obviously the Cowboys. The Cowboys yeah. and uh, Broncos got a very good win, and they, they had did. a bit of bad luck during the week when they lost their. I think, number one fullback in Jack Bird coming down with a Jack very good injury. Jack Bird, bad, yeah. I think they, they were spotting
2: him in as a centre, yes, oh, sorry. the great Jack Bird. But now, how disappointing for Jack. Uh, was it ACL, uh, cruciate ligament? Very bad injury in ligament? training too.
1: But last night we unearthed a new generation of Hopoates. Yes. Uh, Jamil Hopawade, uh, yeah. he reckons it's taken a while to heed his father's advice, do what I say and uh, do what I say, don't do what I do. Yes. Uh, their are famous words, he drills into me all the time. Hopawade said uh, of the council from, uh, you know, obviously described here as former manly bad boy, I don't see John that way anymore. Yeah. I see him as a wonderful state of origin ambassador for rugby league. Yeah. Uh, Jamil says he tries to get me to behave off the field, so it helps me with my on-field stuff. Uh, the junior has finally had some, his life in order. He's about to pay off and it's about to pay off in the same week. He expects to become a father for the second time. Oh. He's going to make, obviously made his debut last night. Yep. Uh, at times it appeared Hoppawati would, this is Jamil would never make the grade. Like, uh, when he spent a year in jail for assaulting a man outside a hotel in 2014, I thought I was definitely going to make it. And then I went to jail. <laughs> Rugby league. It's a funny old game. It is.
2: But as you often point out, it's about redemption, isn't
1: it? It's about redemption. That's
2: absolutely right. What
1: a great redemption story this is. You know, bloke, violence, assault. Yes. Now Now a hero. Hero. Sometime in jail. Father for the second time. That's right. Now playing great football with rugby league. And I know you were very impressed with the comments of his dad.
2: Yes. Yes, I was. uh, uh, This is John, the original. He says, I'm very proud of Jamil. He said, I I say I'm more proud than when Will made his debut only because of what Jamel has been through. Fair enough. He should have made his debut in 2015. For what he's been through over the past five years, to finally get a crack, it means more. He's got more talent than all of my other boys. That's a big rap from the old man. Isn't it ever. Did you know that? You've run the eye over the kids. Well, they're all
1: talented. It goes
2: without saying. It goes without saying, yeah. But uh, I just hope the other boys aren't a little... Put down by the fact that Dad regards Jamil as his favourite. I hope he's not suggesting that. Well, this would this comes back to what you're talking about earlier. You're
1: going yeah. to have bad blood. Yeah. I mean, though they, they, they dreamed of having a family of rugby league players. They did. They didn't quite achieve that dream. No, just the they whole went whole close life. though. They <laughs> went pretty bloody close. Closer than most people yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. But now to think that the one who's playing for the Broncos is the best. Is the most of all. talented? Yes. I know. And have you got a thought in your mind that? I mean I know rugby league's a funny old game but mm. do you think Jamil could come across to the dogs and maybe find a slot alongside fit into
2: the family club
1: well fit into the family club where brother will is sydney
2: tools <laughs> well i think it isn't <laughs> i think it's entirely possible hg the, the other observation i was going to make and I, I don't want to talk down jack bird i won't no i won't talk down jack bird uh, it's been a devastating injury for him, and it's ended his season before the season really got going. But I would just make the observation that, you know, part of me thinks that uh, players aren't as tough these days as they might have been in days gone by. Like when John was playing. Like when John was playing, exactly. You know, I'm mindful of, uh, you know, I was just thinking the other day of Paul Stomper. I remember Stomper stains you know, this is back in the day with the Shamrocks. I remember Stomper going out to play one day. And he didn't look well, and uh, I had a quiet word to him. I, I said, Stomp, what's up, mate? And he said, well, well I've got the knee ligament, issues. And issues? Said, yeah, yeah. yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. Well, he said he said that he had a meniscus tear in mm-hmm. his knee. Uh, his patella tendonitis was back. Oh, what? He pulled a hammy. He had a corked thigh, yeah. calf muscle tear, stress factors. He had osteotis pubis. Groin straight, a bulging disc, and a pinched nerve. And he one man of the match. I know, but that was Stomper. Yeah, and yeah. that was yeah. That I, mean, I mean, they don't make them like that anymore. Do they, they don't.
1: They don't. Do you I think if you were John, uh, yeah. you'd get a few videos out for the boys and show them what he used to be able to do yeah. in that area?
2: Yes, I would. Um, I would. And I would, but he's a very much do as I say, not as I do. No, I understand, you that. know what I, I mean. That. So, so the proctology work that he carried on with, I don't think we can expect Jamil coming up with that sort of stuff. He'll no. come up with something equally creative, I hope. Now, speaking of
1: creativity, mm. state of origin coach Brad Fittler, and this is a story we might, uh, you know, just touch on now but come uh-huh. back to. Uh-huh. You know how he had the players, I think they were meditating and the earthing and holding their breath oh, at the bottom earthing, of the pool. You mean walking around the food, yeah, yeah and holding that. their breath at the bottom of the pool, sitting in pyramids and all that sort of oh, stuff. Yeah. Yep. He's come up with a final frontier. Mm-hmm. Uh Fiddler has partnered with sleep device company ResMed Australia, yes. which promotes health and wellness through getting enough shut eye, according to the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, yeah. Uh, Among its products that uh, Fitler will make available to the players are headbands that assess person's sleep, as well as uh, groovy dream pad pillows with inbuilt speakers. Now... Speakers? Yeah, I think this is how you can play, say, the Songs of Wales. Oh. That sort of idea to get people to drift off.
2: Oh. Now... Do, do do players generally speaking have difficulty drifting off? HG. Well, I, I suppose I'm, it depends on the nervousness and the disposition of the player, the psychological condition the players in prior to match day. Often the day before the match, that night players have a lot of trouble sleeping because yeah. they're anxious, understandably, or what they're going to do tomorrow. Okay. Now, is this what uh, what Bradley's trying to circumvent? I, I think to, he is. And yeah. I was
1: just wondering, in your day, how did grass relate to sleeping? Yes. And, in terms of game well, he said sleep was very important,
2: yeah. very important. And Stomp used to say, you know. I really sleep well, grass, when I've had half a dozen beers. And grass would say, well, you just keep doing that, Stom. You just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, that's not going to work for everyone, obviously. uh, Some people might like, look, what I would say, HG, while I'm interested and mindful about sleep with players I think it's just as important for players to record their dreams.
1: No, I know. I know you're very big on this. Mm. Very, it's because very revealing dream, isn't the it? The dreams
2: can really unlock you know what's going on Potential. in your mind. Yes, yes. See, and- often players dream of their trousers being filled with snakes. Do they? They do.
1: Is that a common recurring dream with players?
2: Certainly with rugby league players. And
1: do you think we should put a book out of rugby league players' dreams? I would
2: love to read. That would be
1: fascinating reading for psychiatrists
2: and psychologists across the country to understand, you know, the rugby league frame of mind.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't it make a fascinating Mm. 2020 rugby league dreams and each team had a slot there, Parramatta, obviously the Knights, Mm. you know, Warriors, Storm and so on. And the dreams of all players, all registered players in that club, yeah, it'd be something that would be an eye opener, and sure, you Certainly can call it. Would. You can call it a gimmick if you like. Yes, but you know, psychologists and uh, and phys- psychiatrists would have yeah. a field day. A well, field they, day. well, they
2: would, <clears throat> and so would punters wanting to put a bet on. You know, you'd uh, you'd think, oh well, I wonder what uh, you know, say Dylan Napper, what he was dreaming last night. So you could go to the website, and there it is. You know. Covered in snakes, et cetera, et cetera. Again. Well, again. And, <laughs> and you think, oh beauty. You know He's on. He's right. <laughs> <laughs> he's set to go. Yeah. Um, well, it's anyway. so revealing, isn't it? It's yeah. so
1: revealing. I mean, yeah. I think uh, Jung and Freud realised this, you know, a hundred years ago, they did. that what people thought about at night when they were fast asleep was way more important than their waking hours. Yes, yeah. It revealed the Often unconscious, the subconscious. And, that, that's right. You know, I mean, Freddie's a nutcase, really, with mm. all these ideas, you know, the walking the earth. Too many the, ideas. Too many ideas, Too yes. many ideas,
2: yeah. And, but, but, but you'd have to say it's working. You know, this scattergun approach has got him two origins in a row you know, a lot of people wouldn't have thought that possible, but it has, it has. So full marks so far. So if the dream work part, uh, you know, works, good, good Hands on you. Hands off. Yeah. Now, but I... you've you've got to have the deep sleep, HG, and then the uh, the the rapid eye movement sleep. That that's you know that's when you're dreaming just before waking up. You know, those very important moments. And how honest can the players be? I mean, let's face it. Some dreams, and I don't like
1: using this word in a family show, erotic. Right? Yes. Some dreams take you to places you never thought you'd go. True. Especially in the trouser department, True. especially in the smallest room in the, well, True. Into, yes. You know, in the
2: bedroom. Yes.
1: Now, are they all revealed there? Are they gonna be up for everybody to see? Imagine what sort of field day, you know, types like Ray Rabbit Warren might have with that.
2: True. You know,
1: or the Daily t- yes. Telegraph yeah, yeah, or yeah, the yeah. Courier Mail, for want of a better thing.
2: That's that's all right. Look, I think the, each club would have what's called a dream sensor. And uh, each player would perhaps email through their dreams of the night before, they'd go through the filter, of the sensor, to, you know, the erotic yeah. stuff, drop that out. Let's keep the snake stuff going. And then another's going to say, hey, that snake stuff is just erotic because isn't the snake representing something else? Oh, yeah. And the psychologist goes, yeah, what? What do you think it might be referring to, the snake? Yeah. Well, it snake's in me trousers. Yes. Yeah. You don't think that means something, you know? And then the psychologist penny drops and they think, oh yeah, we, we better get rid of that anyway.
1: Can I say that psychologists and psychiatry? Yes. You know, I see those shows. I love those shows. You know, where they have a psychiatric panel assessing what the contestants are doing. You oh, know, yes. I think like Merit at First Sight has got a panel. Oh yes, the, they
2: do, and uh, that. But they're monitoring what what's described as the experiment.
1: Oh, now the
2: experiment is fascinating, HG. But it does worry me. The experiment appears to be failing this year. Um, Aren't people watching? I, look, I love Married at First Sight. I think it's a brilliant idea. and I love the concept of the... Of, of, the panel? A, a, yeah, well, I love the panel. I love the concept of the, of the whole experiment issue of getting two people who've never seen each other before in their lives meeting on their wedding day. I mean, it's just brilliant. <laughs> just brilliant. How could it not fail? Uh, and, but we've had a lot of couples this year, HG, well, when I say a lot, a few, who really got on well. You know, in mean, love, love him, oh, love her. And it's no. all great, beautiful. And it's really working out. But it's turned sour. It's turned sour. They now hate each other's guts. Everyone hates each other's guts. Now, this is a bit of a problem, HG, when you've got to draw out the program for about another two months. Well, you know, are they going to sit around hating each other's guts just for the next two months? It's not really going anywhere. No. And I don't know what they're going to do with the experiment now, whether they're bringing new players, new people... To liven up the experiment, you know, Brad, Jenny, this is Dez. Oh, oh hello, Des.
1: See what talking, I mean? Yeah. Suddenly, the
2: experiment becomes interesting again. Brad and Des get on. Thank
1: you. Now, can I come to giving? And you know me; I love giving away television ideas. Yes. How about a television ideas that examine rugby league players' dreams? Dreams. You know, Dylan Napper. Yes. Here's who, a lovely dream from Dylan Napper last yeah. Thursday night, as you point mm-hmm. out. Snakes alive. Yes. You know, et yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, 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 gentlemen, yeah. he's trapped in a plane full of snakes and he yeah. jumps out and the snakes follow him with their parachutes. He's got a parachute on down they come.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and all that sort of thing lands in the honey and oh, all of Oh
2: lord. So he's looking for escape routes. Well, that would be a fascinating thing. And are you suggesting escape routes out of rugby league? Maybe. Yeah. I I mean, does Dylan Napper want to leave rugby league? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I'm not suggesting Is that what the dreams are saying? I'm not
1: suggesting anything. Look, I'm just saying if I was on the panel, I could advance that theory and have other people knock it over. Sure. You know, I mean, it's going to be a three-hander, you know, probably a moderator as well. yeah. And there would be some people who would think, oh, he's just a Parramatta supporter. Sure. Which is true. Yes. And he just wants to put the mock on Canterbury and Bulldogs. Sure. Et cetera. Sure. S- sowing seeds of doubt mm-hmm. over in there in the family club. Sure. In the
2: kennel. The kennel, yeah. The 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 Sydney Tools place. Well, that's <laughs> that's all great. That's all great. But speaking of TV shows, <clears throat> I would like to see married at first sight to a rugby league player.
0: An Australian confused by the terms multi pick the score first try scorer or pick the margins bludging on the blind side provides a free helpline service dial 1800 backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family uh, when we go
1: to uh, a, an issue uh, really that's been bothering me is that now it looks as though this is a staggering idea now that New York has its own rugby league team. No now, way. Yeah. Now, remember Matthew Lodge, yeah. the, that great Bronco who who what a redemption story that is. Yeah. What a redemption story that is. He's got a feud going now with Gordy, big he Gordon Tallis.
2: Well Gordy doesn't want him to be captain. No, I think that He wasn't right. captain last night, but I don't think he was playing last night. A couple of young blokes stepped up. There were two co captains last night. They did a great job.
1: And and imagine, I tell you, who wouldn't get a captain's challenge wrong ever would be Matthew Lodge. No. Yeah, I mean, he knows the rules of rugby league. He does. Now, people forget that about three or four years ago, Matthew went to New York yes. and sowed what can only be described as shoots, yes. green shoots of rugby league in the way that he brought that rugby league message yes. to the city of New York. Now, yes. get this. Rugby League Football Club has given, this is the Rugby League Football RFL, has given New York... Uh, a franchise green light to enter the challenge cup next year. The what? challenge the cup. The challenge
2: cup New York. What what's the team called, H.
1: Well, wait a minute. All I right. think we suggested I haven't got that far. Yeah, the right. plan is to graduate to the League One competition in 2022, yes. the championship the following year, and then join the English Super League potentially as early as 2024. Wow. Now is this is the challenge cup that the Roosters have just played in, question mark? And one, right. or is this the Challenge Cup, which is the uh, they couldn't obviously they wouldn't join that, but they would join the teams that play for the Challenge Cup.
2: Oh, I see. So the yeah, local yeah, competition yeah, yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Now is this the, t- 2024. Is the Toronto?
1: Well, the, I want to say the Wolf Pack. Wolf Pack. Yeah. Wolf Pack. Now that's the SBW team. Yeah. Now I've, I have I've taken my eye off them because of other things. I'm not sure how they're going. They didn't win early on, but I'm sure somebody no. who who's listening could text us in the latest Wolfpack scores. Yeah. That would be great in how SPW is
2: going. Well, I, I did read somewhere that SPW was injured. He, he got a bit of a sore knee. Oh, no. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. How bad it is, I don't know.
1: We feel we have a lot to offer. New York franchise boss Ricky Willby. Uh, told the Herald during the week, it's uh, it's three years in the making of, from concept to where we are now. The New York sporting market is crying out for a successful sporting team. He says the Yankees have had a bit of a slump. The Giants and the Jets have had tough times. It's devastating for the fans to see where the Knicks are. If we can uh, offer some sort of success, there's definitely a gap in the market. You can see what they're thinking. Yeah. Rugby league, yes, pushing past all those uh, obviously NFL, NBL teams. It's fantastic. Right. Two private backers have committed more than fifty million. Wow! US to underwrite the club for the first five years. Uh, the team hasn't yet got a name. Okay, which which we should work on for yes. them. Yes, coach or playing squad. Although I tell you what. Yeah. How about the name Hopewell?
2: linked with it in some That's way. Not so bad. Now, um, so they've got a budget of ten million a year over the next five years. Ten million a year. Well, you can build a club for ten million, can't you?
1: Although the, it's going to change, everything's going to change soon. That the RFL has allowed it to enter the competition will be revealed. He's deep in negotiations with the NRL side in a, to play in a trial before 2021. The season kicks off, and the French Test team has been penciled in mid-season clash. I mean, how about that? Whoa, French Test team. Whoa. I don't know what they're like, the French test. No, probably not very good, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't doesn't matter at all. It's just the,
2: the concept of a New York club playing France
1: in New York. It's just, and remember, of course, the venues are all yeah. already there. They could play on the uh, on the. Uh, well, I want to call it the Super League, but that's dead wrong. But the uh, NFL oh, yes. uh, ground yeah. there. Yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. what it's called. I should know this, but I don't. No, no I don't. But either. I can it picture doesn't it. Doesn't matter. I can picture it with uh, sticks up and the yeah, black yeah, dot. Yeah, yeah. It'd and be very like.
2: easy to adapt. Exactly. Now, because I think the dimensions are almost pretty much the same, same, aren't they? Now, name. That's why we've got to work on. Yeah, the apples. The apples. The big apples. I don't know. I oh, know. It's so a great place well, to it's start. Well, so it's just a starting point, isn't it?
1: Wouldn't it be great if Sydney Tools could extend their sponsorship to, to yes. Sydney Tools sponsor the it's Big Apples? The Big Apples, yeah. I like that. And would they be able to get uh, retired Australian players to play for of them? Of course in, they would. In the way that obviously SBW should should yeah, not be yeah, into, yeah, 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 yeah. Be yeah. Able to play.
2: Well, I was reading an article this morning at you about the great Tim Brasher. Tim Brasher? Tim, Tim Brasher, does... who said he'd love to do it all again. You know he's retired now. Obviously, he's uh, might be a you know an accountant bookkeeper. or something, or a bookkeeper he in Newcastle Castle now. He he did a bit of work as a caddy with, was with great golfers. Yeah, he was a terrific uh, rugby league player. Played State of Origin, de blah. Very good player. Said he'd love to do it again. Well, someone like Tim Brasher, who knows the United States, he knows America well. He took he's a caddy there. America. Yes, he's caddy there. He knows the ropes. He and Matthew Lodge. Should go over oh, Matthew to offer advice
1: on to what the, to, do to next. the
2: apples on what to do next. Okay, well, you got some money, you got a name, have to, you got a clubhouse? Have you got a tackle bag? Have you got a tackle bag? Have you got that weird, witch's hats?
1: Witch's hats or that weird stepping thing that they have to do. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Spot. I love and, that. You know, kicking yeah. coach. Have you got a kicking coach? Sure. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what Jason Taylor's doing at the moment, but he can—he could be. He'd a be kicking. a great kicking coach. Uh, maybe just go over for three weeks—a uh, three-week intensive. Yes. For whoever's going to do the kicking for them. Yes. But this is the exactly the thing, and now, of course.
2: Yes. I don't what know about if, Cooper
1: Cronk. Cooper Cronk on. Well, I'm not sure what Cooper Cronk's doing. Maybe he's connected with. Is he still somewhere.
2: associated with Easts in some sort of I, I coaching think so. capacity? I think I think he is. But he, they could lend but, him. But the, just to don, donate a bit of his time. To school them on what they've got to, you know, what they've got to do next—a rugby league frame of mind, how to approach the game, how to calculate things. You know, 40-20, What does that mean? Well, here I can show you. You know what I mean? Go over with a whole set of videos.
1: Videos. Videos. Right, and there'd be—I uh, mean—to get them started, there'd be probably a fair bit of stuff up on YouTube.
2: Yeah, there would be that
1: they could have a look at, yes. and you know, maybe go around to schools. Yes. Uh, and I know you've got to be careful with yes. rugby league players and schools, obviously. Yes. You've got to get a ticket. They know
2: Jared Hayne from when he was over there. Jared they know Hain. Valentine Holmes yeah, he's just when back. he's just come back and he played terrifically last night, scored a try. And
1: I think he was in New York.
2: He was in, in New, New York.
1: York. No wonder they're excited. Bro. Yes. Now, get this. The NRL will test the feasibility of taking a state of origin match overseas in a bid to maximise the value of the next broadcast.
2: To New York? Is that the story? Or are they still thinking of Russia?
1: They're thinking of Russia. Well, I
2: did hear that.
1: What a great idea that is. Well, I think it's
2: a great idea, and there's no reason why they couldn't do both. League in Russia? Yes. Do we know anything about the national side? No. No, no. We've seen their sevens team. I think in the rugby, we and they were very good. I think we see we we watched them bash up. Might have been Kenya. Kenya, Kenya. exactly
1: right. Now, rugby <laughs> league central has toyed with the idea of taking a competition game to the United States. Yes, that's true. I think uh, the Tigers wanted to have a lower rugby league in Hawaii, and ah. tried, that was some time ago. I don't know what happened there. It was a great idea, fell through. Yeah. Anyway, the United States in recent years, but Round Zero Project. Remember, they're going to take everybody, all the. Yeah. All the uh, sides in the NRL over and play different parts on the same weekend. Yep. Anyway, round zero's been scrapped oh, because numbers didn't stack up, and Lord knows why. Probably too ambitious. <laughs> However, yeah. the league officials haven't given up on taking uh, State of Origin yeah. to markets um, and exhibitions. You're
2: not going to go back to Long Beach, California. I don't they, think so. not. That so. failed. Failed.
1: They had 12,000 there. Um, I'm not sure where it goes to from here, but I'm just wondering if I can see the idea of New York sounds as though it's not only got the Matthew Lodge polish, Mm. but the team itself, and we're talking 2024. I hope I've got that right, that number right, for a team into the competition. So obviously they'd be looking for things to promote 2024, and a rugby league state of origin match there would just be great. They all keep talking about Denver. Well, I see no interest in Denver in any of the media that's coming no, out of Denver about no. rugby league. No interest in state of origin. The altitude's no. wrong
2: yeah, anyway. It's too high. high. It's, it's just not built for rugby league, Denver. It's not. We've, we've been there. We've looked at it through rugby league eyes. It doesn't work. Whereas New York is perfect. Perfect.
1: It's got the crowds. Yeah. It's got an international flavour. Yeah. There would be people from all rugby league well, nations. Well, that's right.
2: There. And New York is unlike every other part of America. New York's like its own country yeah. it's far more open-minded yeah. far more willing to embrace the other new, ideas. other ideas
1: and it's very show business and let's face it it, it is that, show business sh- rugby league is yes. show business if it's nothing else
2: yes yes and if you can get a club associated with a particular let's say the Italian community in oh, New
1: York wow now you're talking or the developer
2: community. You know what I mean? Or the merchant
1: banking merchant community. Merchant banking. Community? What do you mean? Like yes, a, yeah. yes,
2: yes, yes. Or your stock exchange community? The Wall Street Big Apples. Your Wall Street Big Apples, yes. Sponsored by Sydney Tools. Sydney Tools. Suddenly, you've got excitement, you've got people sitting up taking interest, and then they think, oh, remember Matthew Lodge.
0: How to build a healthy community. Form a club. <laughs> build a clubhouse. Win matches. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. Uh, Now, Roy,
1: uh, just apropos of something we were talking about earlier, and that's rugby league going berserk in New York. Yeah. The NRL is considering expanding the game uh, in other areas by adding a 17th NRL team. Now, I know we've talked about this before for many, many years now. Yeah. I would say the last five or so years we've been discussing this, um, administrators are investigating whether another team would result in additional revenue to the game via broadcasters and other potential commercial partners like Sydney Tools. Um, Now, the uh, high-ups were hopeful a a definitive decision would be made on the game's future footprint by the end of this year. But they've been saying that for the last 10 years. We've been talking to every club and every level of government, New Zealand, Perth, Adelaide, Queensland, broadcasters. We've been getting everyone's views. We have another report in the middle of this year. We have two more – oh, it's going on? Oh, it's too elaborate. Two more reports to the commission for their review. We debate them again and again. We land on a position by the end of 2020. Now, it's staring them in their face, isn't it? Yeah. That it's ta- – town. you know, you and I have been very pro-Port Moresby. Mm. in this to expand the game. We expanded it in the direction of New Zealand. Yeah. We know that Perth has got a very vibrant and interesting rugby league culture. Uh, just witnessed the State of Origin match last year where they, right. they blew the roof off the joint with crowd numbers.
2: Yes. It was Lord Ted Goodwin. Who
1: sowed there. the seeds yeah. all those years ago. Yeah, and then we've got, I mean, how long before New York is knocking on the door?
2: Yeah, true. And there's talk of a second team in Brisbane, HG. Yeah, but you, you see. I, yeah, I know, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you, know. You you want to spread the… Footprint. Spread the footprint. See, yeah.
1: see I, and I can I just say again mm. how disappointed the 17th team looks yeah. because all of a sudden we get buys. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden we get this
2: chop… I, I know where this is going. You, you, you've you got to have two new teams come in. Thanks you? very look much. Two, two new teams. So you don't have a buy each week.
1: Yeah. yeah. And look at the way that the Roosters <laughs> dealt with the Challenge Cup. Don't mm. tell me that… Coaches now won't be able to get sleep patterns organized. Yes. So is going away to New York to play in their way games? Uh, you know, you just have to manage this. Yeah. It's time management. You get players off their mobile phones a day earlier. Yeah. You get them sleeping, their circadian rhythms. You're getting them filling <clears> out <throat> their dream books yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, it's all there. It's, it's all there. It we is. just have to apply the desire to have this happen. Yeah. So as if you said to me, another team in Brisbane and New York, mm-hmm. I mean,
2: well, I like it. I, I, I don't think you can have too many teams. And I I would add, HG, uh, as a corollary that for many years now, uh, I've wanted to see a more institutional team. I've wanted to see a team <coughs> come from the police force uh, or a team come out of the prisons.
1: Well, how about a combination of both? I mean, hands yes. across the water. It is, isn't it? I mean, talk about yeah. bringing crime and league. Yes, into the 21st yeah, century yeah, yeah. would be a joint yeah, team.
2: Yeah, a joint team.
1: Imagine I, the I training sessions.
2: Yes. They'd be uncompromising, wouldn't they? They would. They, they, they would. They, they would. And,
1: and would you see this team based Australia-wide? Uh, yeah. So you might have police officers, say, for, and, and crims for that matter, mm. based in, say, Perth, or yeah. how would that work? I yeah. mean, in terms of would they get day release to go to training? you know i mean i know I'm not i know i love the idea yeah, i think I know, the problems can
2: be sold let's not talk obstacles yes. let's let's Sorry. talk ways of making of managing this yeah. now uh, i i would argue that the time has probably come for a dedicated rugby league prison now where we put it mm. i i'm not I'm, I, in regional australia now let's let's take bathurst for example i know there's a terrific prison at lithgow but why not bathurst now, there's your, you have your home of Rugby League there. You could very, very fit police people. We don't know what the ratio is between police and the others in this lineup. Let's say it's, uh, it's close to 50-50. As well, we I think we got aim for 50-50. So we'd have to have our, our terrific Rugby League police personnel sent to Bathurst, transferred, so that they're, they're residents there, so you get that combination happening.
1: Now, can I suggest that Task Force Strike Force Mirabelle uh, Mirabai?
2: Yeah, I, this is looking at the Dalians.
1: Yeah, be a a basis from which you could expand out. Yes, the rugby league people. Obviously, these people know rugby league. These police know rugby league. Yes, and can we discuss immediately a men's? Uh, a and team and a women's team yes, in this area? Can. I mean, we've got we to can. have women prisoners and women yes. police together. Yes. I mean, this yes.
2: is – I mean, talk about reducing crime, especially rugby league it crime. Would, it would reduce crime. It, it it would. And it would offer, much in the matter of uh, uh, the young Hoppawati Kitty, redemption.
1: Redemption. I know, so much redemption there. Yes. And, you know, let's not forget that one of the skills that – I don't know if Scotty Cam's been in jails talking – you know,
2: trade. trades. One of the skills. I'm sure he has been. Well, one of the schools. I'm sure he's been everywhere. He's been in schools. He's been... Tates. Co- tapes, Universities. Open. Getting uh, kids at universities saying, what are you doing here? You know, you don't know what you're doing here. Why aren't you out getting a trade? Oh, okay. You know what I mean? He's been doing that. Well,
1: one of the trades they teach in prison yeah. is rugby league refereeing. And oh. I know we've had some great people come through the ranks of jail yeah. into the senior ranks of rugby league refereeing, and they have acquitted themselves incredibly well. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great to have, say, the Broncos yes. play the police, whatever police prisoners, whatever that team's going to be, rede- play the Redeemers? Yeah, the Stars and Stripes. <laughs> stripes, and have it officiated mm. by a number of people who have come through the ranks of the prison oh. uh, redemption Beautiful. refereeing system. Beautiful. I mean, that is what a story of hope the rugby league prisoners and police team would be. Offer, yeah. Mm. In a
2: week of uh, devastation and down in the dumpsness, there's always a little glimmer of hope, a spark, a light on a hill that's often lit by the dreams of Rugby League.
1: Beautifully summed up, Roy. And that's the show for the week. Join us next week for more on the Blind Side. And uh, thanks to Andrea and uh, Dave for getting us on the road today. And we'll see you next week for more Bludgeon on the Blind Side.